What a night in Canada. The Leafs fall 4-3 here in Ottawa. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5-9 of the fan. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic. I'm sure you'd all love to chime in on Twitter tonight. Out of all nights, many thanks to Sam McKee for his help behind the scenes. Chris Johnston uh, will drop by to help try to break this all down. But Gord, just one of those nights, uh, I guess the the second true stinker of this season, maybe the first, uh, because they did they, they were really good way back when in that game against Ottawa when they blew the lead, but this was an absolute stinker tonight. Well, you know, and the end of the game showed the absurdity of <laughs> they should have been toying with the Ottawa Senators. They should have been toying with them. Like all of a sudden, you know, they got their bleep together. They pulled the goaltender, and they and they, you know, it was it was a scrimmage, and they were practicing offensive zone possession, and that's what this game in a lot of ways should have been. Nick, you tweeted it, like with all due respect to the Ottawa Senators goaltender, like Matt Murray gets hurt in the warm up. This is not far from a David Ayers game against Carolina. Like it really isn't. It really isn't. And and, and good on Decord kid out of Arizona State University, he gets his first ever win, but like like why like David Ayers in, in a game that actually the Leafs could really use? They they could really use this to get back on track. Like you know it, it is befuddling. It it is it, it is a way more complicated intriguing game than I ever expected when you looked at the schedule for this uh rare Sunday night game in Ottawa. You're right. I looked at tonight's game, even though Hutchinson was playing, I said it's an absolute gimme. Uh, not to mention the Ottawa Senators coming back from the West. We know, you know, it, it's it's usually a layup in, in terms of starting against teams like that. But you got to credit DJ Smith. Uh, uh, you know, if there's one team who has played the Maple Leafs really hard this season, it's surprisingly enough the Ottawa Senators. Toronto is 3-2-1 and one in six games against the Senators. They've grabbed uh, seven of 12 points. But honestly, Gord, watching that first period, it was unacceptable. And, and you can't place it all in the goaltending, but to start that game and let two very, very weak goals in, I just think deflated this team. And it's like we've seen this this record a billion times before the last couple of years, sadly. Yeah, and I hate that the narrative is coming up again. The two things, if you've been following the Maple Leafs the last number of years, you have a hard time taking as a fan is Michael Hutchinson a goal and Martin Marinson on defense. And and, mm-hmm. and, and, and that's kind of unfair, but it, it, it just is. It just kind of is a sign that you're not at the place where you think the team should be. And Michael Hutchinson, to his credit, again, I stress it, to his credit, had played some solid games before. But, you know, I thought, okay, what Paul Maurice did last night with Lauren Bossois, you know, he, he didn't play great either, but they came up with a, a great game to, to get him. The win did the Winnipeg Jets. And, I mean, Hutchison got him kind of behind the eight ball early. And then after that, you know, when it was 2-1, Leafs were in control. Leafs were in control. And all of a sudden, bang, bang, two quick goals again, and they gave it up again. Nick, what's going on with this, you know, what we talk about, that zone awareness and accountability that – Sheldon Keefe mentioned many, many weeks ago, and the Maple Leafs have found and done and 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 sort of abided by for the bulk of the season. Just these ridiculous giveaways, these ridiculous odd man rushes, and all that you know. And then all of a sudden, the end of the game, you get it together and go, "This team we're playing tonight does not belong in the same arena against us ever." But guess which team goes home with a W? You're right. And look, we have to keep things in perspective, and we do our best to do that here on Leafs Nation coverage. Uh, it is one of 56. I get it. It's a, it's, a, it's a tough loss. You're battling for first in the North Division. It's the lowly Ottawa Senators. It's Joey Decord, who was a seventh-round pick in 2015, his sixth NHL appearance, and then just that happens in the first period. Two on three shots, and and you know before I can even sit down on my beautiful couch here, it was 2 nothing Ottawa. Zach Hyman scores that goal, and then 
Fred Anderson comes in, and I can't place blame on Anderson. I don't think he had any ideology that he was going to be playing tonight, and he's thrown sort of into the fire, but that's that's no excuse in this world. I think, simply put, Gord, my biggest takeaway, maybe with exception again to Zach Hyman, I think you can make a case that nobody was good for the Maple Leafs tonight. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, the last four minutes aside, but exactly, yeah. exactly. I mean, that's the other part. Like, you know, Michael Hutchinson aside, this is a game down 2 nothing, and once it was 2-1, Hutch was out by then, but you had control of the game. You could make him a footnote that, okay, it just didn't go well, and you came back and won the game. And, Nick, to, to go back, let, let's start over again, and I think I think yep. you're the same. I'm not panicking in the slightest. I, I, I really believe in this team. I really believe in what's going on this year. I like it. I, th- I think it's a very round, well-rounded. I think there's a foundation. I think there's many things that were lacking last year in the regular season and certainly in the playoffs. But, again, I mentioned the second part, the playoffs. So that is the only concern, and it's legitimate for fans out there and anybody else saying, okay, 56 game season there's going to be hiccups there's going to be blips uh, you know who who knows how low you can low you can go at certain points i guess this is probably about as low as you think this particular team could go given the play of late but please don't let it happen in the playoffs like please make sure you have ridded this out of your system that to your point nick like you flat out don't show up in a winnable kind of must game kind of a kind of a statement game and that's the statement you make I don't know about you, Gord. I had severe PTSD as you bring up that point from, you know, previous iterations, if you want to call it that, of this Maple Leaf squad, namely last year. Uh, they just could never get on track. It included the bubble, like the lack of desperation, the lack of urgency, running around their own zone. And it's something we sort of had chalked throughout this season, I think. Like they were making serious strides defensively. And it's like now they're back to square one. But it it sort of made me chuckle during the game. And I understand Leafs' Twitter's on fire right now. And understandably so. They dropped five of the last six. They lose 4-3 here to Ottawa. But again, it's all about perspective. And you would think by reading the comments on social media, this team would be fighting for a playoff spot right now. But they're not. They're still first in the North, Gord. Yeah, yeah, no, and that's why, you know, they're back to whatever square they allow themselves to be back to. Yes. Okay? And they mm-hmm. and they they control getting themselves back to the square that they've played for most so far this season. So, again, it's uh like Mon- Montreal may be the utmost as far as the uh, as far as the extent uh, extensive coverage, but Toronto's right there as well. And that's what hey, when you win, you kidding? The coverage is absurd. It's a love and beyond belief compared to playing in Arizona and Florida or some, you know, Carolina, someplace like that. But yeah, I mean, you know, social media, that's what fans are. And that's why if you're a general manager, a president, a coach, and, and they, they all are, they, they, they ignore that particular component about it, the panic element, and you focus at the task at hand. And that's what I'm most interested about. I think, you know, quite honestly, I don't know if it's to you, but I think this team has hit a bit of a wall. We talked about it last night. I posed the question to Luke Fox. And again, Chris Johnson is coming up on tonight's show. Have the veterans hit a bit of a wall? And my answer was yes. That's why I answered the question. Um, Luke and you, I don't know. I don't want to answer it for you, but I mean, Luke was in the middle a bit lukewarm, if you will, perfectly put. Uh, But I, I think they have hit a bit of a wall. But I think this this time off, you know, should be a positive for this team. What they have four games in the next uh, fourteen days or so, Gordon. Yeah, and Calgary's going to be interesting because they're they're the Daryl Sutter uh, rejuvenated Calgary Flames, and and you know the divisional play, the mundaneness of like you're you're basically under you know uh, lockdown all the time. 
So when you mm-hmm. go on the road, it's not like going on the road before. So it's kind of what a lot of us are uh, continue to do in COVID world, and it's difficult and it's an impediment. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. And and they're human and, you know, what have you. So this should be a break. You're back in your own beds. You should get a few days of practice. And uh, you got a chance. You, you, are the, you are the best team in this division. Okay, the Atlantic division, uh, the frustrating part, Nick, was they were not making strides on the Boston Bruins and Tampa Bay Lightning, and that'll be, you know, that'll be something for another day, probably next year, to see where they sit there. But you are the best team in this division. You control that. And again, if you're just tuning in, the Maple Leafs, a disappointing loss here. It's just something about back-to-backs. I think it's something with the Ottawa Senators in general, but just put up sort of the poop emoji tonight. Simply put, a 4-3 loss here in Canada. Toronto has dropped five of the last six. Of course, you're listening to Leafs Nation postgame. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you here on Sportsnet 5-9 The Fan. Later on, we'll head to Zoom. We'll hear from Sheldon Keefe. Uh, no doubt he'll probably likely be a bit more animated once again tonight. And, I, you know, I think my fascination too, Gord, Going into tonight's game, it was supposed to be Matt Murray against uh, Michael Hutchinson. Turns out to be Joey Decord against Freddie Anderson after all. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and again, now one thing different than the David Ayers game, because as I say, this is a step above to me and you. You tweeted it. The David yep. Ayers game was the Leafs at the end made a game of it. And I think they skated off saying, are you kidding me? Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? We pulled the goaltender. We got serious, and we owned them. It wasn't just they scored twice at the end. I mean, they, they dominated. They owned them. And kind of like, 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 really? With a goaltender like that, and we didn't play like that more often? So, you know, g- good on Decord. What a nice story. Um, I'm not, we'll, we'll hear later on. I guess, I guess he's exuberant in his interview. Uh, he's <laughs> not a Zamboni driver, but he's not a guy you expected to be in the NHL this year. So it's a nice story. And, uh, and he... I don't know. He didn't play great. It didn't matter. It did, like, I mean, they didn't even make him play great. Like, you know. Well, like, well that's like, that. Yeah. No, yeah that, like David Ayers didn't say, play great either. David David Ayers was more a story. They didn't wire any shots on him, really. Well, well, that's the, the more annoying part about that game, if you want to use that word for lack of a better term, was the fact that they just let Carolina beat them in the third period. And I felt the very same way. Like, I don't know about you. They were down 2 nothing in this game, Gord. I still felt like Toronto was going to win this hockey game. They scored the next goal. And then I don't know what happened. They lost the momentum. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, fascinating as well as the two quick hits in this game, two and seven clearly on Hutchinson, two and 53 by Drizzy Drake Batherson there in the second period. And that amounted to all the scoring. Uh, by the way, what a pass by Timothy Stutzla on that one Batherson goal. I thought that Stutzla line was fantastic in this game. But if you're the Maple Leaf scored, this is below inferior when it comes to opponents. And that's with all due respect to the Ottawa Senators. For some reason, you know, not just this season, they always play down to the Ottawa Senators uh, under DJ Smith. I don't know what it is, Gordo. Well, yeah, you know what? Maybe you answered that. And, and, and boy, yeah. Connor Brown was one of him and Brady Kachuk missing empty it's nets as well. But, you know, just was like Patrick Stefan stuff. They scored and came back, you know? Yeah, I mean, they don't have Ron Hainsey anymore, but there's a few, there's a few ex-Leafs there. I mean... Like the one thing last year, and again, I can't believe we're comparing it to the Zamboni driver Same. game, but was Carolina played an unbelievable period last year. Like they came out yeah. and they showed why they had success in the playoffs. And Ottawa's not that team. And they didn't play that third period. And by the way, I don't know what, if, if we'll catch up later on, but certainly we'll, we'll catch all the interviews. So I'm just getting, you know, texts from people like we all do. That's the way of the world nowadays, all these checks mm-hmm. stains. So apparently Decord started to cry during his interview on TV and thanked his parents for his support. So that's a beautiful, 
beautiful story. But that shows the extent of how this guy never, never really expected to be on TV after an auto, a national Ottawa Leaf game talking about a W from his uh, a very, very underdog Ottawa Senators against the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's a lot of hockey in my life. You, you've watched more than us probably combined. I've never seen uh, an active line change with the netminder, netminder involved the way we saw it tonight. Well, I, I'm sure we'll hear about it from... Uh, yeah. Uh, a little bit from Sheldon. So it seemed like <laughs> that was great, though. Good on Freddie. I mean, like like it was a thing where he had a certain line that he wanted the extra, like his big guns, and that's when he wanted the extra attacker out there. And then when the big guns were off, he felt more comfortable putting the goaltender back in and buying a little time till the big guns came back and then pulling the goaltender again and having the extra attacker. But, yeah, it was it was a little bit dizzying to watch, wasn't it? It was, and how about this for a statistic, by the way, uh, the Senators have six wins this season against Toronto and Montreal, respectively. They just, just think about that. Two teams that we think will make the Stanley Cup playoffs, and they've done really, really well against them. It just shows you there, there's no easy night in this, in this world of parity anymore. I don't even care if it's the Ottawa Senators, Gord. Yeah, and I mean, what a disparity what Edmonton has done to Ottawa and Vancouver's only played them three times and what they've done, but you're, you know, you know, good on them. And maybe, maybe even though there's not fans, there's that geographical tie about, you know, Ottawa, Toronto, Montreal kind of being in the, in the same, in the same corridor that way. Uh, just, it, you know, it is interesting, like, you know, we, Austin Matthews being from Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona, number one overall pick, and Joey Decord from Arizona State University. Like, you do not go to Arizona State University thinking you're going to play in the National Hockey League, a seventh-round yeah. pick by the Senators, and, uh, yeah, and, and didn't even play well, really well in the American Hockey League. But, uh, anyway, gets the chance, seizes the moments. It just shows about how the game is growing, right? You know, we, we you know where top picks are coming from, and then a, an NCAA university like Arizona State, their goaltender picks up a W. Yeah, no doubt Arizona State is, is making some headway as well when it comes to, um, you know, hockey in general. Um, you know, I got to ask you, too, to wrap up this segment. Again, Chris Johnson coming up later on, Sheldon Keefe and others. You know, and I'm, I'm careful to ask this question, Gord, but have we seen the last of Michael Hutchinson playing as a Maple Leaf? Well, we're, we're kind of there. And when they got Aaron Dell, that was supposed to be the case. That was mm. the plan. And, um, yeah, that was the plan, that it was understood that – yeah, it just doesn't happen. Um, I, I I think Sheldon the uh, last night expressed a little frustration. I don't. I, I when he said we'll right. check on Jack Campbell for today, but I, I couldn't believe mm-hmm. one day would make all that difference. So mm-hmm. when Jack Campbell came, that was supposed to end the backup goaltender scenario forever. And again, Michael Hutchinson, he you know he got those couple of wins earlier, and in a fifty six fifty six game season. You know, that's good enough for a number three or a number four goaltender, unfortunately. And, you know, it's not it, 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 it's, it's not a stretch because goaltenders have got hurt quite a bit. Uh, he's had to be more often play games, which was unexpected. So, yeah, I don't know what to say. I mean, you know, you, it, the kid from BU is, is you know, you want to try him or, you know, I don't know. I, I just um, I, I think I think tonight could be the day the music died. You're right. And that's a fair analysis. And I'll just say, like, I, I don't like coming on here and ripping on Michael Hutchinson. That's not the point of this show. But I, I think I think it's quite evident 
we've seen enough in this this story of Michael Hutchinson as a Maple Leaf over a variety of years that suggests he's not an NHL goalie and shouldn't be playing for this team. I understand the the circumstances they're in. Their number one and number two are a bit dinged up right now. Um, Arundel goes to waivers, goes off to New Jersey, so uh, it's a victim of circumstance. But I, I just sort of feel bad coming on after starts like this and having to give it to him. That's why I'm not really doing it tonight. But he just he just wasn't good enough, simply put. And and the, the statistics, excuse me, showed that. Yeah, and 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 just to I'll add it just that I think in yeah. future. Um, a similar situation, Freddie Anderson will get the start in back-to-backs or Jack or, or Jack Campbell. That's what you do. Yeah, and again, we, we don't know the extent, Gord. Uh, I, for one, and maybe you you feel the same way. I don't know if Freddie's 100%, and, and that goes without saying because I think you're right, especially with the long layoff. You don't play till Friday. It just made too much sense to maybe go to Freddie Anderson once again, but he's got zero confidence right now, and he's hurting too. So they're in a tough predicament in the crease. That said, Toronto is still 19-9-2 and on the season. That being said, they've dropped five of the last six back in action on Friday against the Calgary Flames. That's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. You're listening to Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. All right, back here on Leafs Nation postgame. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you on Sportsnet 590 The Fan uh, after a very disappointing, disappointing uh, 4-3 loss here to the Ottawa Senators at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic. And again, the fortunate news before we get to Sheldon Keefe, Gord, is that the Maple Leafs have a couple days off and you can get some uh, well-earned practice time in. I, I guess that. Quite often when you have a bad yeah. loss, you say you want to get right back at it. I thought that was the analogy after last night. So I'll go with that. <laughs> they, they seem like they need a break, and they seem like they need some practice. Yeah, they've uh, pretty much hit a wall uh, at this juncture in the season. 19-9-2, they've dropped five of the last six. Let's hear from the architect, Sheldon Keefe. What's your assessment of the game tonight, obviously? And, um, you know, uh, having to battle from an early hole like you did and not you know, come all the way back, but... What did you see overall from the group tonight? Like you say, you know, we, we get ourselves in a hole early. It's a tough, uh, tough game to be playing from behind. Uh, we've been doing that uh, too much lately. Um, I thought we had parts of our game where we, we played well. I uh, had lots of pressure, did a lot of good things. Uh, but obviously, you know, uh, our start and the hole we dug ourselves there, how we responded after getting down one nothing. Uh, off that face-off, you know, those are the kind of things that end up being the, being the difference. But, you know, overall, they were, you know, Ottawa was better tonight. You know, they were, they were better at 5-on-5. They are better on special teams. They are better in goal. Um, you know, so they, they deserved the result. Um, I know a concern level can vary after losses, depending how the games are lost, Sheldon. But where is it for you right now, uh, considering you've had a couple, you know, um, efforts that weren't great and back-to-back nights and now that it's five or six or, or is there a, a high concern level is it low is it medium what is it for you i don't know i i mean i, I don't concern myself with those types of thoughts uh you know i mean we got an opportunity here now to to get some rest and some practice time uh obviously it falls at the at the appropriate time in the schedule for us with what we're going through here and gives us a chance to just get back to work Next up, we'll go to Kevin McGrand, Toronto Star. Go ahead, Kevin. Sheldon, I remember, at least I seem to remember you guys using the same sort of tactic of pulling the goalie to, uh, in, the, uh, in the bubble against, against Columbus um, you know, and loading up with your, with your big guys. 
you know, despite there being five, six minutes left, that, that whole idea of doing that, how, can you talk about the genesis of that idea? And, and obviously you don't want to be in that position to use it, but um, how much confidence you have in your guys to, to give them the, the man advantage like that? Well, I have great confidence in our, in our guys. We've had a lot of success with it, um, you know, even this season. But it's just a really kind of reacting to what's happening in the game. You know, I, I felt like uh, that's a three goal, three goal deficit. Um, lots of time left in the sense of six minutes, six plus minutes, I think it was. And you know, if we didn't get one, you know, we didn't get one soon, um, it would be, you know, probably insurmountable uh, to come back. So uh, felt we needed one. Uh, all of our top guys were fresh uh, at that point in time. Uh, coming out of a TV timeout as an offensive zone faceoff, so it just made a lot of sense for us to, you know, to go with that and, and uh, try to see if we could get one. And if we could, then, you know, of course, it would change the, you know, the remaining time significantly. But uh, we let time continue to wind down without getting anything to fall for us. Uh, you know, just the energy and the emotion of our bench alone would have been enough or too much to overcome. So we had to get something going at that point in time. And, just fell into place in terms of the guys being rested and timeout. And we still had another timeout to come, uh, TV timeout to come on top of that. So felt pretty good about being able to ride those guys. Thanks. And last one here, we'll go to Mark Masters. Go ahead, Mark. Sheldon, uh, were you surprised the McKayev goal came off the board or going into that challenge where you're kind of thinking it, it might be going that way? Yeah, I found it just to be one of those – ones that's you know kind of gray and you don't know which way it's going to go uh had a pretty good sense that it was going to be challenged i think we would have done the same thing if we were in that situation and then it's just kind of up to you know the people upstairs or you know wherever they're making the call um you know it's just like i said we've seen enough of those and studied enough of those those situations that had a pretty good sense that could it could go either way, um, but it wasn't surprised they challenged it, especially with the three goal lead. The rest obviously will be really valuable. Is there areas of emphasis that you've already identified that you're going to want to focus on when you get back on the ice with the guys, though? Yes, yes, there is for sure. Yep. All right, I see no more hands. Thanks, <laughs> I, <was just>, uh, <laughs> I don't suppose you could share share any of them, or at least maybe a top priority. Well, no, we, I mean, we'll have lots of time to discuss it this week. Okay, there you have it. There is uh, Sheldon Keefe, his thoughts on this uh, 4-3 loss here in Ottawa. Obviously rather dejected, disappointed by the uh, the outcome and the play of his team in this game. But I would say maybe this is the first slide, elongated slide at that 5-6 of six, uh, of this season, certainly maybe uh, in general under Sheldon Keefe court. Yeah, I want to talk about that, but I'm trying to think when they ask about practice, is, is he going to have music in practice? And if it's a Beatle theme, would it be help? come together the long and winding road i mean you know there's just a there's all there's all kinds of there's all kinds of possibilities that way uh i uh last night he was pissed last night he yeah. was angry and he really didn't answer anything right uh till the last one today a little bit more forthcoming last night angry about the terrible referee call at the end to go with you know his team losing the game legitimately today just a bit of a different mix you know uh he, as we talk about the game, and he articulated it, Leafs needed a Drake Batherson tonight, right? You know, they because he said there's certain parts of the game where they played well, and when they 
after Hutchinson got pulled and they made a 2-1, they seemed to have control of the game. And then bang, bang, they gave up two quick goals to Drake Batherson. And it's almost like they needed Kerfoot or VC or Engvall or, I don't know, somebody, somebody to come up with a big goal then for them. So yeah, I'm just trying to piece all that game together. It's one of those, Nick, we talk about nights. It's kind of like an accident scene. And you're trying to get back. You're trying to get, remember all the variables because there's a real surrealness to it. Yeah, honestly, I'm just trying to park it and forget about it. Uh, not to mention, weirdly enough, Gord, I, I forgot about the game they blew like a month ago against Ottawa. Remember that debacle? Yeah. Yeah, no, and exactly. now I, I remember it again because it's Ottawa again, and this seems to be a familiar theme with this season. Again, through six games at the Senators, Toronto has dropped three of those games. They picked up seven points in total, three, two, and one. But I would say pretty much from start to maybe the last five, six minutes, it was the first true stinker of the season where nobody had it, Gord. Would you agree with that? Yeah, and again, to go back, like it seemed like those three wins against Edmonton, you kind of said, wow, this is uncharted waters. We're talking to Joe Bowen and Jim Ralph about it. Like, wow, mm-hmm. those three wins. So that's probably why we parked the Ottawa game and you parked anything bad that happened before. And it so, you know, in this being, I think, the first true stinker, I agree with you off the top yeah. of my head. In some ways, I mean, this is to be expected over a 56-game season. In some ways, you know, for people like us and that, it makes for more compelling media stuff, more compelling radio, more things to talk about. Because all of a sudden, you know, if you have that, I use that Tampa Bay Lightning experience two years ago. I mean, that was a boring team to cover till they unfortunately <laughs> got swept by Columbus in the playoffs. Like, you got everything going right, and the Leafs, you know, really – really it seemed it made that big step and that's maybe kind of a false step because when you get in the playoffs and particularly if you're going to have to cross over you know and play teams like Tampa Bay for argument's sake uh, I mean you're going to have to really play at a certain level and maybe you find out now that in a weaker Canadian division let's just say that that just doesn't cut the mustard all the time. Definitely, and I think, uh, who knows, in, in the longer look and perspective of this season, maybe it's a really, really quality teaching lesson to go through this slide for this Maple Leafs team who has dropped uh, five of the last six. I think you need adversity along the way. You look at the previous Cup winners, it always seems to be something that they've dealt with throughout a season or a long body of time, and you got to overcome it. So I think, uh, if anything, a teaching moment for this Maple Leafs team. They made a late run, which we sort of joked about. It was a 4-1 game, turns into a 4-3 game. Ilya Mikheyev had a, a goal called off because of goalie interference as well. Could have made it that much closer. But I guess there's a bit of confidence rolling into Friday, having scored a couple goals late. But still, uh, Mitch Marner, uh, another point for him, plus three. Uh, got a penalty in this game at six shots on goal, but just not enough all around, I would say, for the Maple Leafs, as we hear now from Mitch Marner. Mitch, obviously, it's been a busy schedule for you guys the last little bit. What Did you sense the fatigue catch up to you, or what was your sense of tonight's game? Uh, no, I mean, I thought we're doing things we wanted to. Um, I thought uh, we were doing a good job of staying above them when we were getting our shifts um, down low. We were really moving the puck well, um, spacing them out, getting guys to the net. Um, getting second opportunities. Um, just a couple didn't fall, so um, that's what happens. Uh, we got a couple days now here to rest, get ourselves ready, and um, be ready to finish out the season. Were you surprised uh, Ilya's goal ended up being disallowed? Um, I mean, a little bit, but at the same time, uh, it's up to the refs to decide that. Um, from our angle, I don't know, it kind of looked like there was a battle between Goodbranson and um, Pierre, and then Pierre got whoever that was in front. But um, I thought we did a good job of sticking with fit, um, not letting that get us down. Um, I mean, obviously, just came short there at the end. We'll go to Terry Cochet, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Terry. 
Hey, Mitch, I think we've commented and you guys have, have said yourselves that the mental makeup of the group has improved this season uh, through the first, you know, X amount of games. Uh, how much do you rely on that now to, to kind of get through these next four days, um, uh, riding the streak into uh, Friday night against the Flames? Um, I mean, just forget about what's happened. Um, obviously, we're going to do video when we get back into the rink, uh, see what we can get better at, see what we can improve on. Um, but, uh, you know, these games are over with nothing we can do now. Like I said, we'll, we'll watch film, see what we can do better, see what we did successfully to try and just keep doing it and uh, be ready for the Flames on Friday. I know there's a lot of comments, too, about just how, you know, all the points in the division and all that sort of thing. It's obvious, but do you find yourself, and I know it's only halfway through, but do you ever find yourself standing, watching the standings at all or anything like that and, and seeing that that gap is closed during the last little while? Nope. Okay, thanks. And last one here, we'll go back to Mark Masters. Go ahead, Mark. Mitch, kind of different today to travel in on, on the game day itself. What was the feel like with, with that for you? Felt fine. Um, felt really good, actually. Um, I mean, uh, I think the group was kind of hot and cold about it. But um, like I said, I, th I thought we played um, a well-rounded game. I thought we had a lot of chances that we just uh, missed on. But um, again, I mean, we'll talk to the group, see how everyone felt about it, and go from uh, there. Unbelievable times we live here in uh, 2021. That's certainly a prevailing story following this 4-3 loss to uh, Ottawa as when the Maple Leafs decided to travel to Ottawa, not uh, after the game on Saturday against Winnipeg, but elected to travel in the morning, Gordon. They were hot and cold, I guess, on the idea. Well, there's um, you always go the other way because quite often you take a while to wind down. That's always been the thing, right? So you, yeah. um, I, I don't imagine they left at 9 in the morning. I'm not sure when exactly they left, so. Anyway, I'm not going to – hey, it changes the routine. They've got sports scientists, like we said, to make those decisions. Uh, uh, Mitch Marner, did, did he not make one of those saves as well? Did he make a save? Yeah, he did. Yeah. 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 They, 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 there was – like, I mean, there was a whack of empty net chances for the Ottawa Senators at different times, and, and good on him. And I, that was probably the best save a player made. But, uh, you know, good on those Leafs out there who made the game really interesting at the end, including Mitch Marner. Uh, also – preventing i don't know how the ottawa senators did not score an empty net goal yeah, i would argue it was the best save a leafs goalie made on the night gord <laughs> sadly sadly <laughs> well you know freddie did make some but yes uh, sadly you're not far wrong yeah with that in mind we'll hit our uh, final break of the night the maple leafs uh, no doubt just uh, an effort they want to throw away and park and get ready for friday against the calgary flames long story short they're still 19-9 and 2 still first in the north division so a lot to be excited about for this team, not so much on this night. A 4-3 loss here to the Ottawa Senators. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you on Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5-9 The Fan. All right, back here on Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5-9 of the fan, breaking down a 4-3 loss to the Ottawa Senators. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic. Again, the Maple Leafs have dropped five of the last six games at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic. Next, uh, back in action on Friday night against the New Look Calgary Flames, at least behind the bench with Daryl Sutter. Before we tee that game up, let's look more at this uh, very disappointing loss to the uh, Ottawa Senators, 4-3. The final, Austin Matthews ends up being a plus three, if you can believe it, a late surge by the Maple Leafs. Here is number 34. Had a really poor start. Um, they were able to score a couple early, uh, and then I mean, we were just kind of chasing the game the rest of the time. So, um, I mean, I just think we uh, we didn't really come out, uh, you know, very 
very well to start the game and, and they were obviously ready to go. So uh, they scored too quick and uh, we had to dig ourselves out of that hole. You guys have a bit of a break now. What are going to be, do you think, the points of emphasis so you guys get back on track when you come out of it? Um, yeah, I don't know. I think um, we've been playing a lot of hockey lately. I think it'll just be nice to kind of reset and regroup as a team and, uh, you know, have a couple of days to just uh, regroup. Um, you know, we've been playing a lot of games. Um, you know, I think it's important for us to have a short memory, but obviously with this four or five day break now, we got to kind of sit with this one. So uh, I think there's plenty that we can take from here and, and move forward and, uh, you know, use this week to, uh, to rest and recover and get ready for the following. Next up, we'll go to Terry Koshan. Go ahead, Terry. Hey, Austin, is, is it a mental, just given the fact you don't play, I guess, again, until Friday, is it, is it a mental challenge, do you think, at all, to not let this kind of, uh, this little streak here linger and sit in with you guys? Or can you get past it, I guess, with with uh, four days or three days of practice? Oh, I absolutely think we can. I mean, um, I mean, it's one, obviously, like I said, it's going to sit with us for, for a day or so, and then we got to move on. Um, we got a four-day break, and then we're right back at it. We're playing four times a week, so um short memory move forward and uh move on to the next there is austin matthews uh plus three in this game somehow and one assist but uh, i think uh across the lineup gourd uh, i don't think one player was good enough with exception to surprise surprise maybe zach hyman who i thought uh scored that goal early on i think he had some effective shifts but uh, nothing is is new on that front is it uh no he's been the one consistent player all the time you know Listen to Austin Matthews. I'm not knocking him. I'm mentally tired. Like, mentally tired is a real thing, and I think there's a bit of yeah. a wall that way. I'm mentally tired of hearing them talk about some mentally tiring stretch of late. So let's hope that's partially the case. Yeah, and, and that's it, right? I think you're going to have these ebbs and flows, certainly as we call it, in a season. And I, I think it's 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 a real galvanizing moment. At least it could be. Uh, somebody's got to grab this team and say, we're not doing this again. I don't care if it's Austin Matthews. I don't care if it's John Tavares, Ilya Mikheyev, somebody on this roster and... I think their expectation is their hope uh, as well that some of these vets that they brought in who have been there before, Zach Bogosian, as uh, as you know, as soon as uh, as early as last season, what he did with the Tampa Bay Lightning, Joe Thornton, you know, Wayne Simmons is expected back at some point in time. They need somebody to grab this team and say, "We're not going to do this again." Would you agree? Uh, I would. And you mentioned a key thing that'd be great if Simmons, particularly against a team like Calgary, comes back Friday. That's yeah. the best case scenario. We shall see on that front for now. More post-game. Here is Zach Hyman. Hi, Zach. Uh, obviously, again, not the result you wanted uh, and, uh, and maybe not the start you wanted either. Um, defensively, do you think the team has uh, slipped a little bit there or is it just a momentary thing? No, I mean, I think uh, anytime you, you – know, obviously, we haven't been able to put some wins together. Um, we've lost uh, you know, more than we've won in the past week. So um, – yeah, we've had defensive breakdowns. I think that uh, against Winnipeg, a lot of it was um, just one mistake and they come down and they're such a good offensive team. They're able to score quickly. And then uh, here tonight, we gave them a couple odd men rushes and uh, they got a PK one. So our PK needs to be better. So, I mean, I think that anytime you're, you're losing, you want to shore up your defensive game because they're scoring more than you are. Thank you. Yeah. Next up, we'll go to Lance Hornby, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Lance. Uh, Zach, uh, at the end of the uh, the practice week, uh, hopefully you get some people back uh, from injury. How big is that going to be to get a couple of familiar names uh, back on the roster? Yeah, I know. I know Simmer's been itching to get back. Um, he was, uh, he is a huge part of our team and brings so much energy and and grit and uh, and can score and, and play in the dirty area, area. So you know, we're excited to get him back uh, hopefully soon. 
uh, and then obviously we have Soup, and uh, I think that we have you know tremendous depth, and, and Soupy's been playing extremely well. You know, he had that um, you know injury, so hopefully he's back at it. But um, yeah, we I mean we have a, an extremely deep team, and and I think that we'll have guys coming back who are going to help our team. And, uh, and only make our team better. So uh, we're excited. And I don't know the timeline on, on when they'll be back, but uh, I know we have uh, two games here in uh, a longer period than usual. So we have a lot of rest and it'll be good to, uh, to regroup as a, as a group and, and take a couple of days here and, uh, and reassess. It's right around the halfway mark. So I think we're just about uh, just over the halfway mark, which is, is a great time to evaluate things and, uh, and grow and, and get better. Thank you. Yep. We're going to Jonas Siegel, the athletic. Go ahead, Jonas. Hey, Zach, is there a trend that you've spotted on the PK here of late that's hurt you? I mean, it's been frustrating, to be honest. I think we're just not finishing kills. I think that um, aside from a breakout goal in Vancouver, we gave them that, that kind of easy layup. Aside from that, it's been uh, really late in, in kills and um, – just not finishing the kill, not getting in a lane, just the little simple things. Um, and then the puck goes in. So I think that the whole group has to be better. Um, it's funny thing about the penalty kill is, is when you start to get on a roll, um, you can, you know, string together a bunch of consecutive kills. I think we, we have had been doing that. And then once a couple go in, uh, you have to kind of regroup quickly. Um, and I think that this little break here is going to be really good for us. I think that we have a, a really good penalty kill. We just need to regroup and, and dial things in. We'll take two more here. We'll go to Mark Masters. Go ahead, Mark. Zach, where do you see the the greatest room for growth for the team in the second half of the season? Um, I think that at times, you know, we've played really well. I think that the Edmonton series – in particular was was probably our best series of the year where we, we didn't really give them much. So being able to continue to do that night after night um, and continue to grow is gonna be something that, that we need to do. I think that uh, as we get closer to the playoffs, we're gonna wanna make sure that we're, we're entering, you know, playoffs in, in top form and, and that we're taking care of the puck uh, and that we're scoring on our, our chances. I think that we're generating a bunch tonight, especially generated a bunch. In the Winnipeg series, I think we generated a bunch aside from that last game. Um, so just continue to, to kind of put the foot in the gas and, and make sure that, um, you know, we're, we're entering playoffs uh, at, at peak performance. And the last one here, we'll go to Terry Koshak. Hey, Zach. Um, is there much concern that, you know, or maybe is it just the ebbs and flows of a hockey season that some of the things that you guys have worked hard to get out of the game have kind of crept back in and just the – the defensive play and some of the, um, I don't know what word you'd use beyond behind your own blue line, below your own blue line, disorganization, sloppiness, whatever, but is there concern with that? Or do you just look at it and say over the course of the season, some of these things will come to bite you every so often? Yeah, no, I, I think uh, aside from the last Winnipeg game, I think that the losses that we we've had against Winnipeg and then against city and Ottawa, I think we've outchanced them. And I think that we've, you know, just weren't, we weren't able to capitalize and, and we got outscored. And, and I think that uh, a lot of those nights you win those games and, and you don't think about it and the media doesn't think about it and it's nothing, it's just a win. But I think that when you don't win the games and you're, you're out chancing and, and, and that de your defensive breakdowns kind of get hyper-focused. So I, I think, you know, aside from that blip, which I said last time in Winnipeg, I, I think that, you know, we've done enough to win, but in this league, 
you know, doing enough, is, you know, sometimes isn't good enough. You have to go out there and you have to dominate and then you have to win games because, you know, hockey is uh, about bounces. Sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't. But if you play really well, like we did in that Edmonton series, then um, you don't have to worry about the bounces. So I, I think to answer your question simply, I think that, you know, we're not worried about about where we're at. We, we, we know uh, how good we can be. And it's just about regrouping this week and uh, finding that again and, and pushing forward. I'd say that was a very accurate depiction by Zach Hyman on this uh, 4-3 loss in Ottawa. Rather embarrassing. I know we threw out the David Ayres game earlier on, but I think there's been one constant throughout this season. It's been the uh, unbelievable play of Zach Hyman, who is worth every penny to whoever gives it to him, uh, You know, either during this season or in the offseason, Gord. Just a, a tremendous story, honestly, overall. Yeah. No, he really is. He really is. And uh, I, I didn't know when he, if he was talking about the penalty killing, if he was going to say, uh, we're, we give the goals up later in the PK when I'm on the bench. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> and the second unit is out there. But uh, he, you know, like through thick and thin, he always gives the analytical measured answer. And man, most consistent player on the Leafs this year, uh, Zach Hyman. Yeah. Yeah, and I think if anything, you know, this lull, and we joked about this two weeks ago, uh, go Gordon, we'll play a bit of Joey Decord coming up, uh, the crazy story in Ottawa, but the fact that it was tough to gauge what the Maple Leafs truly were, and I, I wondered from, uh, you know, perspective of Kyle Dubas, uh, how do you assess what you want to do between now and the trade deadline? I would say in the last couple of weeks, they've probably found out more about this team, right? Yeah, well, you you can never panic, and I think whatever you were thinking of doing, and again, we go with it that, and we use Ricard Rackle, Ricard Raquel, uh, mm. for example. You know, that kind of player would be a real hockey trade. That's not a trade deadline deal. He's got term left after that, but you know, that kind of guy in a trade, a, a top six forward, yes. And the other point I, I looked at was uh, I could, I would take a hired gun on D, particularly now with Letton and gone. If you start getting injuries to your D. Um, you don't have a lot of depth, so um, you're, you're hoping you're going to go deep in the playoffs. And again, I've used what Zach Bogosian did for Tampa Bay as a great example about somebody not in a great situation right now, but a better defenseman than that that can can give you a steady work if needed. And we love that internal competition as well. Somebody to push guys like uh, Bogosian along, uh, you know, guys like Dermot along in this lineup. I, I'm I'm right there with you, but certainly. Uh, one of the prevailing stories on this night actually happened to the opposition. That is Joey Decord, who was not supposed to play in this game again. Uh, it's pretty remarkable, this story, how it panned out. But Matt Murray got injured in warm-ups, which prompted uh, Decord to play in this game. A 2015 seventh-round pick, sixth NHL appearance, and he beats the Toronto Maple Leafs. How about that? We hear now from Joey Decord. Joey, congratulations on your first win in the National Hockey League. Was this as um, emotionally draining as it was physically? Yeah, absolutely. Um, what an incredible feeling. Um, the effort the guys gave tonight was outstanding. And, um, yeah, just a really special moment. Um, you know, I hope my family and friends are watching because they probably didn't know I was playing. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, just uh, an incredible feeling, special night uh, to do it against such a good team like the Leafs, too, and, um, and do it at home. Incredible. Um, yeah. It's, 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 sorry, it just puts in perspective uh, the journey it's taken to get here and, and all the people and the places and the things I've, I've done and all the work that's gone into it. It's uh, incredible. Can you take us through uh, how the situation arose that you found out that you were going to start here tonight? It happened quickly. Yeah, so a couple minutes before warm-ups, uh, 
Murr kind of came back uh, to the locker room. Uh, Murr came into the room and was just like, hey, like, I don't, I don't know if I can play. I'm going to try on uh, warm-ups. And then, uh, yeah, a couple minutes into warm-ups, I just was skating by the bench and I just, one of the trainers just gave me the point and I was like, all right, let's do it. And uh, yeah, I just tried to get myself going as fast as I can. Like just try to get into the game and started buzzing around in warmups. And um, it, it's pretty funny feeling because um, you get, you get like a split second of uncertainty and then right away it's like, I'm going to win tonight. We're going to win tonight. Um, and uh, yeah, I just kind of had a feeling we were going to win. Um, Pretty early, pretty early on there. Once I found out I was playing, and uh, you know, it's not how you draw it up, but wouldn't change it for the world. I gotta ask you, with six and a half minutes to go, and you're a pretty confident young man in your abilities and your puck handling abilities. With six and a half to go, and be honest about this, when you looked down the ice and saw an empty net, did you give even half a second thought to possibly contributing offensively to tonight's game? Half a second is completely way less than the amount of time that I gave it. I was, I was like, give me the puck. Come on. I'm shooting this thing. <laughs> uh, but your primary focus always fa falls back on, uh, on winning the game. And, but I, I, I mean, it's a goalie's dream to, to score. And um, I mean, if the opportunity presents itself, like, and, and it's a perfect situation for it. Um, you know, I'm not afraid to try. I shot a couple times in college. I missed, uh, by an inch or two against Boston College my junior year at school. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm not afraid to try as long as it's a perfect scenario, uh, really. Um, but, yeah, more happy with, uh, with the win. And, and, you know, they made it, they made it difficult. They made it hard. Um, but I always knew that my first NHL win would, would be uh, an absolute battle. And uh, so I was, I was prepared. You know, I knew that they were going to give a push. And, um, you know, Ben, don't break. Mark Broussard, Ladois. Joy, um, Brady mentioned that he made your life difficult by missing that empty net uh, before when it was 4-2, I guess. Uh, <laughs> are you going to give him a hard time about that? No, no, of course not. Uh, I think we, what did we take, like four, four empty net shots? And I was like, all right, they're going to make me make another save here. And uh, yeah, no problem. Uh, I, like I said, I was telling myself, um, I was preparing myself that I knew it was going to be a challenge. I knew it was going to be hard. I knew I was going to have to make big saves for us to win. And um, you know, we got it done. And, and uh, like I said, incredible group, uh, effort from the group tonight. Uh, blocked so many shots and, and we, we were really good breaking the puck out tonight. And when we're breaking the puck out, uh, we're a good team and, and we're a tough team to play against. Love the confidence on the kid that, of course, uh, 2015 seventh rounder Joey Decord. And there was just part of me that just dislikes how happy he was. Like, why does this always happen to the Maple Leaf score? The cherry on top would have been if he scored an empty netter, right? Yeah, yeah, no, again, I, I don't want another David Ayers game, right? And we kind of mm -hmm. got one. Okay, you're the Toronto Maple Leafs, right? You know, a guy uh, a guy like this, you should have for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And you didn't, so it's it's a nice story. And you love hearing that. I mean, that's we can all we can all think of that. We can all think of uh, being in a, in a comparable or dreaming of being in a comparable situation. So, yeah, this this was a script, Nick. You and I, when we signed off last night, we, we did not predict we would be talking about 24 hours later. Absolutely not. I thought the Leafs are going to run into Ottawa, steamroll the Sens, and away they went on this break. But uh, not the case. They've dropped five of the last six. Scored. We'll have a couple days off before the Maple Leafs back in action on Friday at home to the Calgary Flames. A game we'll have right here on Sportsnet 5-9 of the fans starting at 6-30. And they better be ready to play that night. That's all I'll say. 
Uh, hey, we'll we'll have the full days off, and then we'll practice. Okay, Nick, Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday, we'll work on some things. We'll get together, and we'll we'll hit the airwaves like they hit the ice on Friday. How about that? Yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect. And I think the way this team played on this Sunday, we need a couple uh, days off for a mental break, if you will. So we'll reconvene on Friday. That's Scored Stellick. I'm Nick Alberga. Once again, the Maple Leafs fall 4-3 in Ottawa. Many thanks to Sam McKee. You can find us on Twitter as well, at the Gold Muzzy, at Gord Stellick. And you've been listening to Leafs Nation Post Game on Sportsnet 5-9 of the Fan.